At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. This is VSIN Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back in to VSIN Final Countdown. Stormy Bonatoni alongside Matt Brown, live from Las Vegas, at our VSIN studio at the South Point. We got Thursday night football upon us, three college football games tonight, including wow. two nationally ranked teams that are playing. Also this hour, VEASAN's own Adam Burke will join us, um, get his opinion on a number of games as well as the World Series. First pitch tomorrow between the Astros and Philly is going to be fun. Why he will join me. Join you. Okay, yes. Well, so interestingly enough, I'm actually going to Houston. Yes. So not good enough to score tickets. What do you mean? But Help a girl out. Come on, man. Yeah, anybody slide anybody. in the di- DMs if you've got ticks while I'm in Houston this weekend covering the, the USF Bulls. Tickets. She said tickets. Yes. Well, yes. my cohorts yeah. have to come with yes. me as well, obviously. Mm. I can't go alone. Um, yes. But no, that'll be great. You'll have mm-hmm. Adam Burke because I have to catch a flight. <laughs> Just a little, yeah, a little dicey, so very appreciative you'll get, to you you'll guys. Get, you'll get there. You'll get there. Um, we had a line flip in tonight's Thursday night football game. Bucks taking on the Ravens. They went from getting two at home to laying it total 46 and a half. Tom Brady hasn't lost three straight games in 20 years at risk of that tonight. And while neither of us have a play as of right now on a pregame side, it's time to dive into a few props here with Prop Watch. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> very good. It's very good. Nailed it. Uh, we'll say this: there is uh, there is now two and a half popping for the Bucks in this game. So uh, I, again, I don't know if this if we don't know if people know things about what this Ravens injury report is ultimately going to look like or something. But there there are now two and a halfs that are that are mm. showing up in favor of the Bucks. So just 
Just, just, I'm just reporting. That's all I'm doing. I'm just giving you the information. This is not anything that I have seen as to why maybe there's movements or anything. All that we do know confirmed is Calais Campbell is out with an illness. Mark Andrews did not practice all week long with a knee injury. Mm -hmm. So the expectation is that he's not going to go, which obviously stinks. He's Lamar Jackson's favorite target. Uh, Rashad Bateman, questionable. Gus Edwards, questionable. He was limited all week as well. Um, Josh Bynes, questionable. Uh, Peters, questionable. Yeah, but so Peters, Humphrey, and Stevens. They all practiced. Yes, I was going to say, they were all full participants yesterday. So that's why why the line flip is like a little bit weird to me that all those guys in the secondary were full participants yesterday. So, Mm. meanwhile, the Buccaneers do have a number of confirmed players out as well. We mentioned in hour one, Cameron Brait and Russell Gage, both out. Carlton Davis out. Sean Murphy bunting and on Antoine Winfield all out. Akeem Hicks also questionable. He's been limited this week with a foot injury. So, are there players that are going to be on the football field? Right. I know. Let's talk about people who may yes. play. So, this passing prop for Brady, again, you're going to look at it and probably people are going to say, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Like, wh- why in- Why is this so ridiculously high? But, again, it's, it's a – I think it's a combination of two different things. One – we are getting a secondary, like we said, it looks like they're going to have the people back, but it does not look that like everybody is going to be at least at 100%. We know that at least three of their corners didn't practice at least at some point this week. We know some of them are coming back off of missing multiple game stretches and stuff. So uh, playing corner, as we've seen a couple of different times so far this year, when these guys come back off injury, re-injury rate is mm-hmm. fairly high as well due to the nature of the position and all the different things that you have to do there. So uh, I get it, right? I mean, I understand why the numbers where it's at. It's unplayable. For me, for two different reasons. One, would it be out of the realm of possibility for me to think that Brady and the and the Bucks finally get something right and he actually has success throwing the ball? I mean, with all of these talented receivers, gets Julio Jones back tonight. So if anything's left in the tank with that guy, but I mean, he's back out there tonight. Or the other way that this could also get home too is is they just get down. You know, they get down two scores early, right? Mm-hmm. And and. They just start throwing left and right. And the other way, the other part of that is they hadn't been able to run the ball anyway. So why why would you consider to sit there and square peg round hole over and over again and just like just start just throw from the get-go, right? Like don't sit there and try and force feed Leonard Fournette when he has had absolutely no success all year long. So that one to me is just completely unplayable. And from a Lamar standpoint, I don't think you can really play any sort of passing prop on him until you find out if Andrews is going to play or not. And again, like it seems like it's trending like he's not, but I'm again, I'm not a doctor. Never had one minute of medical school in my sure? entire life. Yes, not one really minute of though. medical school in my whole life. It is, does look like it's trending like he's not going to play, but I, we don't know that. Do the, so the I don't six. know how you could play a passing prop with the guys. Literally, I mean, like he draws back his first look as Mark Andrews every mm-hmm. single time. So I was going to say, and just the fact that last game having 16 pass attempts does scare me away yeah. from that a tad. Just a tad. Just a tad. Um, that said, we do know the the secondary is absolutely ravaged with injuries for the Bucks. Yes. Like we do know, like they're down two starting corners and a safety. So there will be backups on the field. It's just. A matter of can taking Lamar, advantage yeah, of it. like can Lamar take advantage of it? If there is no Andrews, then it's all on Bateman and Duvernay, and then you start to wonder, like, huh, uh, yeah. So yeah. this is where I'm curious because you say, you know, obviously the Bucks try to run the ball. They're just not having success with it. So Tom Brady's been forced to pass a ton, and they've been losing. So what do you have to do when you're losing games? Throw the ball a lot more. But he's averaging 47 pass attempts per game over this last stretch of, like, six games. And the his pass attempts prop is set at 38 and a half. 
And he's only gone under that number the first two games of the season. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I didn't bet this, but I was certainly very intrigued by that as far as passing props go. That's the only one I really looked at was the over 38 and a half on Tom. If we think that he's just going to be another in another situation where they're not having any success running the ball and he's got to try to sling it. And a and and one of those things of do they just go like path of least resistance, which is hey, look, we our offensive line's so weak, we can't run the ball even if it even against poor mm -hmm. weak run yeah. defense. Like you know, that's the thing is they played some just poor get the run ball defenses. Quick, yeah, quick, they quick, played quick. some poor run defenses and still had no success, right? So it doesn't even matter the 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 opponent. So like, do they just look and say, hey, look, if we're going to have any success whatsoever, we're going to have to do it. Through the air, um, you know, that kind of leads me to when we get to the running backs part of this. I mean, I took a flyer on Rashad White over rushing yards and just sat it. It was at 15 and a half rushing yards. And mainly because he has started to eat into Leonard Fournette's target, I mean, uh, carries. And certainly into his snap count as well. Because even when they were down last week, Rashad White was on the field a bunch, like even in those snaps when they were down. So this is a, I would not recommend this for the faint of heart because this is more of a gut feeling here that I feel like they are going to start moving more towards a timeshare in that backfield with Rashad White and Leonard Fournette. So with it being as low as 15 and a half yards, I wanted to try to get ahead of that because if he ends up getting eight to 10 carries in this game, well, we're never going to see 15 and a half yards ever again for him as a, as a rushing prop. So I did take the over on him on the rushing prop. Again, it is me forecasting that he is going to be a bigger part of this offense. So, you know, play that with, you know, a grain of salt. I, I wonder if he starts to get utilized a little bit more in the pass game as well, like not only as a runner, because that was something that he was great at in college. And I know I remember in, in preseason in training camp, they were talking a lot about how like Tom had clearly was liking mm -hmm. Rashad White and they felt like they were building a little bit of chemistry and that was where his strength was, was catching the ball at the backfield and making something happen. So who knows if and he, he spells Rashad there. really cool. Yeah. It's like the C H A A D C H A A D. Yeah. Yeah. I mean like, and he does that as well. So how can you keep him off the field? How can you keep yeah, him I mean, off seriously, the field? Like, let's do that. So like, it's interesting. It's interesting. You say that about the runners though. Cause I was contemplating the over rush attempts on Leonard Fournette earlier, like yesterday. And mm. that has already gone up from 12 and a half to now 15 and a half. So the, the number that I liked on it is gone now, which is a little bit frustrating, but I, I thought that he was probably just, even if he's not being very effective in getting the yardage, even if he yeah. doesn't get over the 50 and a half, he'd still be handed the ball a ton. And the scary thing about betting Gus Edwards is again, so he's questionable for this game. And we know that he was coming off of an, off of an injury that kept him out for over a year. And so is this one of those things where did the injury or are they going to play it safe with it? You know, like short week, are they going to play it safe with him? Does Kenyon Drake end up getting a whole bunch more care? You know, so mm -hmm. I don't know. I think, I think Gus Edwards props are, are un, unplayable for me. I mean, if you want to play like a touchdown prop, maybe because maybe they put him in, you know, to, to plunge in from the two yard line or something or whatever. But like, I don't, I don't think from a yardage standpoint is anything I'd feel comfortable playing. Okay. So that's where we should go next. Then touchdowns, anything that caught your eye in the touchdown market, anytime first score. No, I didn't do any of those. I did play a receiving. Okay. I, I did. I did play Rashad Bateman based off of, again, the assumption that it looks like Mark Andrews isn't going to play. And so it was at 47 and a half receiving yards. It's still apparently at 47 and a half receiving yards for Bateman. And listen, he hadn't had a bunch of big games this year, but that's also because, as you mentioned, they don't throw the ball a ton. I mean, they throw more than they did in years past, but the Ravens don't throw a ton as it is. But I think if you look at Bateman, he's going to 
have to I mean he's gonna have to default into the primary receiver here if if Mark Andrews doesn't play. And here's the other thing. I I'm, I kinda wonder, and this was why I played it, is even if Andrews does play, he wasn't able to practice all week long. Like Yeah. Probably limited snaps. Like maybe he plays, but he's like the red zone guy, you know, because he's just that big bodied target or something. Like, like maybe he just comes in in special packages and things like that. Like that might maybe is something that that he does so. Anyway, this is all assumption. This is all, uh, again, not based on fact. I'm just kind of trying to read between the lines here when a guy doesn't practice all week, and but they don't rule him out. They still say he's questionable. Yeah. Is it kind of like, hey, we can get him in there for 10 snaps. We'll get him in in the red zone. We'll, hopefully he can catch a touchdown, whatever, something like that. So um, that's kind of how I viewed all that. Cade Otten, if you're wondering who that even is, um, who is on your screen, he is going to be the tight end tonight for the Bucks with no Cam Brait. So Cade Otten is going, and that's why, he, I mean, his receiving yard set at 31 and a half. He's actually a dude that it looks pretty promising, actually, like lo- looks pretty promising here for this team. And again, Brait was getting targets. And so uh, I don't think that those targets that were going to Brait are going to suddenly funnel to Julio Jones or anything like mm-hmm. that. So, I mean, I think, I think Otten will probably get his, but uh, it's a that's a that's a hefty total for a guy stepping in as a replacement though. I was trying to talk myself into mm-hmm. some of these touch anytime touchdown scores, and I just don't see it, especially since like Brady is on pace to throw his fewest numbers of touchdown passes since his first year as a starter. He's got eight through seven games. So looking through here and the value at some of these numbers, there's just not really a lot for me. Your guy, Kate Otten, though, Washington guy, plus 285 for an anytime touchdown, if that intrigues you Throw it at in all. there. Do it. Um, not for me, probably. <laughs> not for me. Uh, we're going to step aside, but plenty more VEASAN final countdown ahead. Keep it locked on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all 
But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't me? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. We are rolling along on a Thursday edition of VSIN Final Countdown. Remember, everybody, you can compete for cash and a grand prize trip right here to Viva Las Vegas with the Modelo Fight to the Top series. Enter nine free fantasy football contests and rise to the top of the leaderboard to claim your share of $5,000 in weekly grand prizes and that grand prize trip to Vegas. Head to DraftKings.com slash NFL to get in on the action. Modelo, the official beer of fans with a fighting spirit, 21 and up only, terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply see draftkings.com for details and please drink responsibly well done check that out yes guess what we call that progress guess what i just add i just added to this and stormy will watch the games with you whenever you win the trip to vegas there you go bam i just added that to the trip i just added that i just added that to the prize there it is only boom if you give me the Modellos. The Modellos Modellos get transferred. I've got my priorities straight. I know that's true. Non-transferable, Modellos transferable. That's that's, that's where we're going. Oh, genius. Also forgot to mention last segment during Prop Watch, make sure before the game you also check out our VEASAN Pro Football Betting Podcast because Danny Burke and Matt Eumanns did a deep dive on tonight's game. Danny broke down a lot of different prop betting options in addition to the ones that Matt and I just shared with you moments ago. But also, today's the day that the contest lines drop ATS contests across the country. Of course, here we focus on Circa Million. And to, uh, to quote Matt from earlier this week, said, Man, I should probably start, you know, paying closer attention to this. I'm I'm doing pretty good right now. So is it a good <laughs> it feeling? It was weird. It actually was weird. Like, I mean, it was like, I'm like, oh, I'm in 200th place. That's interesting. So like, wait, I didn't even know. It is it a good place. feeling then or a bad feeling? How quickly you liked lines this week then? I mean, look, I pretty much know exactly where I'm going this week. And, and, and look, I don't it doesn't even change this Jamar Chase news doesn't even change me playing Cincinnati on Monday because that's it's just better for me from a contest perspective because everybody's gonna be off of it now. Like everyone's either gonna go to the other side or just not play that game. So I'll just stay with it, even though it is the three and a hook, and, and most of those three and a hooks are now gone because of that news. Actually, our good friend Adam Levitan jumped in with just talking about, you know, again, with these receivers that this team has even with with Chase being gone. And he said, Tyler Boyd's run a route on 83% of Burrow dropback so far this season. He's third in the NFL in yards per target, 29th among 96 qualified ride receivers in pro football focused grades, but only seen a 14% target share where Jamar Chase was at 27%. So again, Tyler Boyd, a very skilled receiver and very highly graded receiver, according to these guys that do this for a living, just doesn't get the target share because Jamar Chase is out there mm-hmm. and he's just better, right? I mean, like that's just all there is to it, but it's a, he's still a very skilled receiver in his own right. So yeah, I'll play the Bengals at three and a half. And if anything, it's better for me from a game theory perspective, because a lot of people are going to go the opposite direction or just pass on this game. Okay. Um, as far as another one that stood out to you where you were like right away, okay, I'm firing. Where did you go? Well, I mean, the ones, so there's, you know, I have bets in my account already. So I'm basically, will just mirror the bets that are in my account. Is that normal for you on a weekly basis? Not to have five. 
like for sure, but I already have five. So you said, account, all right, we're just you know, rolling for okay. sure. Yeah. I mean, not to have five, but I already have five in my account. So I'll, I'll play the giants at three over the Seahawks. Like it, this is, this is one of those things where I think we finally get Geno Smith turning back into a pumpkin just a little bit. The giants blitz at an ungodly rate. Um, and we know that's just, that's been the MO Wink Martindale for a long time is they, they blitz at the highest rate in all of the NFL. And if you look, Geno Smith, that's actually where we start to kind of get a little bit of, oh, okay, Geno Smith is, in fact, still Geno Smith. When you start to break things down with this, um, Geno Smith, according to Pro Football Focus, 22nd graded quarterback in the NFL versus the Blitz. He's the 17th graded quarterback versus pressure. And so, again, he has had a great season. I think he is uh, certainly exceeding anything that any of us thought from from Geno Smith, but we're about to get a matchup here with a defense that does the one thing that he has not performed well against so far this year, and he's likely going to be doing it with either a very limited or without DK Metcalf, one of the two. And so I think that this is kind of the perfect storm here for the Giants to kind of prove everybody, and not, not necessarily improve anybody wrong here, but just kind of like, hey, look, we're, we're good enough to beat – bad to mediocre uh-huh. teams, right? Like, I mean, are they going to beat the elite teams? Probably not. But, like, we're, we're good enough to beat these middle-of-the-road to, to bad teams and certainly a bad defense that, uh, that Seattle puts out there. And they're a team that sportsbooks still seemingly haven't given a whole lot of respect to, 6-1 and one against the spread, as well as their record here. And Daniel Jones, believe it or not, is 81.7 total QBR from weeks 4 through 7, the best in the NFL, things that you don't, expect mm-hmm. to hear about Daniel Jones and obviously the absence of Kadarius Tony, who has since been traded to the chiefs doesn't impact this at all because he's been out with a hamstring injury. Uh, any of the double digits Ooh, intrigue no, you here? None of those Not, are in, can't do it. None of those, not are, even from an underdog perspective, yeah, you're staying away. None of those are in the account. Like, so here's like the weirdest thing about this Eagle Steelers game. So it's kind of like if this was, if it was nine and a half, it would be playable for me. But I would need 13 on the Steelers to play the Steelers. So it's like, it's like this, the line doesn't make any sense. Right? It's like, like I need a whole other point to play the favorite, but I need like three and a half points to play the dog. Like it, it, I, my handicap of the game makes no, absolutely no sense whatsoever. The 10 and a half number seems so incredibly appropriate. It seems like ripe for a backdoor cover, you know, the 17 to 10, the 17 point lead turns into 10 on a garbage score at the end of the game. So, no. And you can't talk yourself into the Packers either, even though the Bills are coming off oh, of a no. bye. Good God, no. Especially after all the stuff that's gone on this week at the Packers. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely not. If anything, that that would be the one where I would lay. Like, if I had to play one of the big favorites, for sure, over the Cowboys, over the um, over the Eagles, it would be the Bills this week. Like, this could be just an absolute well, brutalization of this Packers. And, team. you know, we gave the Bills so much grief coming into the season about how poor they had been in close games, right? They either, mm-hmm. like, blow out a team or they just – lose straight up at this point. So if you were to trust a team to lay a big number, it's probably Buffalo because when they when they do win games, they win them bigger rather than in the close game scenario, although we have seen that once this year. Um, the Dolphins-Lions, yep. does the hook scare you? No, that one's that one's in the account, okay. even though it's, that's a flat three for me uh, for, on the Dolphins. Uh, I'll still play the contest at the three and a hook. Like, here, here's here's the thing with this with this Lions team. I mean, there is, it was a fine, it was a fine story in the offseason. It's all playing out like, Basically, oh, like hard it. knocks. I know. Pulled me I know. In. It was a fine, it was a fine was a story believer. in the offseason. Look, we all love the guy. I was ready to run through the wall for the guy. All I was, of us were ready. Right? I know. We were ready to do the – it's just – you know, there's a there's a 
a big difference. I guess I guess what we figured out is there's a big, big difference between it, between being able to like give a good speech in front of a football team no. and actually coach a football team. Yeah, isn't that crazy? I know. I guess there's like a this skill. I hate that, it for since him, there's only though. 32 of the of these human beings on the face of the planet. Like you know, it's like one of the most skilled positions there is on the in the world because there's only 32 NFL head coaches. So yeah, apparently you need to be really good at it, and he is not really good at it. And I think he surrounded himself with like cool dudes. But maybe not necessarily great coaches, you know. And so, uh, this this is where this this Dolphins team is absolutely absolutely electric. So the Lions defense is thirty second in the NFL. That's dead last, if you're wondering. In drop back EPA per play on the defensive side of the ball, Tyreek Hill leads the NFL in ten plus yard receptions with thirty two, in twenty plus yard receptions with twelve. Jalen Waddle leads the league in thirty yard receptions and in forty yard receptions. So you have the league leaders. In 10-plus, 20-plus, 30-plus, and 40-plus, all playing on the same team, going up against the worst secondary in the NFL as far as success rate goes. I mean, it's it's a this is a smash spot for this Dolphin squad. And so um, I think a lot of people are, again, just – I'm actually glad that they kind of sputtered a little bit mm-hmm. like last week, and that was kind of the last thing in people's minds and stuff. Like, I'm kind of glad because – if they'd have gone and smashed, this number would probably be six and three and a half, I think, is a, a fine position. Well, and so that was all I was going to say. This is one of the highest, if not the highest total on the board this week, despite Miami failing to score more than 17 points in each of their last four games total. So, like, that, well, we could that see should truly, give you perspective on how we things are changing. We could see a truly what performance from the quarterback for the Lions this week. A truly what? Oh, Goffle. Yeah, Will yes, it be Goffle? That could is the a, question. We could see a, tr- a truly Goffle performance Man, from, from wow. him. Way to set me up for the, that yeah, one. Yeah, I really I tried, listen, you. I tried very, very hard. Um, the other Patriots under a field goal against the Jets. This, uh, look, the Jets, this is four consecutive games for this Jets team with a pass rate below expectation. We talked about this. Zach, they don't trust Zach Wilson to throw the ball, and he hadn't had to for them to win games and all that, but he has not thrown a touchdown pass in the last three games. Like he hasn't even thrown a touchdown pass in the last three games. And then on the season, he's just not a good quarterback. He's five for 31 when throwing under pressure, two picks, obviously no touchdowns in that his passing grade when pressured is 31st out of 31 quarterbacks with at least 40 dropbacks under pressure on the season. He's not a good quarterback. It's a fine story. Hey, the Jets are heading in the right direction. That's all fine and dandy, but he is not going. The, all of this is just—it's not going to continue, right? I mean, eventually everything corrects. I feel like it corrects this week, and getting under a field goal with the Patriots after as bad as they looked this past week as well, I, I think is a gift. Okay, real quickly because I do have to head out of here. Adam mm-hmm. Burke is going to be awesome and hop on the decks next. Um, but I do have two bets Send tonight. Send this lady World Series tickets and give her an upgrade to first class. The people want to hear my bets. Much. They don't care there about sliding into my do. DMs. Yeah, they do. Yes, okay. So the first half money line on the Ravens tonight in Thursday Night Football is the only pre-flop bet I did, and I have the under 20 and a half in the first half in this Virginia Tech at NC State game. Devin Leary done for the season with a torn peck, second start for Jack Chambers, and that offense has been bad. Meanwhile, their defense is one of the best in the ACC and should be able to hold up a huge spread for such a low total game in this one. Uh, I think it's going to be really hard-pressed to see some scoring, especially early on in this game. So give me the under first half in college football. Sorry I didn't give you more insight to that one. We're running out of time, but I'll see you next week. This 
This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Get everything VEASAN has to offer for the rest of the football season for only $99. Sign up now and get VEASAN Pro access all the way through the Super Bowl, including our picks, daily recaps of today's top plays by VEASAN show hosts and guests. Pro tools, like exclusive betting splits, pro tips, actionable insights to up your betting game, daily deep dive of betting reports for NBA, NHL, and MLB playoffs, plus our upcoming college basketball, college bowl, and Super Bowl betting guides. Give yourself an edge. Visit vsin.com slash subscribe to get your $99 midseason special today. That is vsin.com slash subscribe. As always, drink responsibly for our friends south of the border. That is 1,964 Mexican peso if you want to uh, get in on the $99 deal there. So, Breaking news, two different things. We have Adam Burke on the desk with me here to finish out the show here on a Thursday. And according to Adam Schefter, coming through right as we were going off air, Mark Andrews is going to play tonight, as is Rashad Bateman, as is Gus Edwards. So all three of them are going to be in action for the Ravens tonight. Sitting here, it hasn't adjusted the line yet at all in this thing, uh, Adam, but we are sitting two in favor of the Bucks with a 46.5 total. Interesting, though, uh, Mark Andrews does not practice all week long, and they're going to go ahead and put him in there tonight. Yeah, I mean, to me, I sort of thought it, that maybe that was part of the line move overnight was mm-hmm. that, you know, Mark Andrews probably wasn't going to play. Seems like now Same. he's going to. Um, but I, you wonder, too, is he maybe on a pitch count tonight because mm-hmm. he hasn't practiced all week long, and that is a guy kind of with a bum knee, and I'm sure they'd like getting that quasi-half bye week to get him healthy for some of their upcoming games. So, I don't know. I mean, the one play that I liked in this game tonight was actually Lamar Jackson over his rushing yards, anywhere from 60.5 to 62.5 I've seen out there in the market. But now I kind of like that maybe a little bit less, yeah. given that all those skill position <laughs> well, guys are going to give it a go. I had a Rashad Bateman, I had a Rashad Bateman because it, it did look like he was going to play, and I was thinking, okay, well if Andrews doesn't play, he's going to have to you know soak up some of those targets. Not the case anymore. So uh, anyway, it looks like uh, he's going to give it a go again. We don't know. We'll see. We still you know ha- there is some time until kickoff here, so maybe we'll get an idea whether there's some some sort of pitch count or something like that with him tonight. I think that's a very astute. Um, I think it's a very astute observation on your. In, sir. Do you think that that was the reason why the line moved was the concerning injury report for the Ravens? Do you been. feel like there's some people out there with influence that do like a bounce back from Brady and the Bucks tonight? Well, so the way that this line moved, because it happened while we were on air yesterday, right? And we had the line flip. And basically what I saw was one of the books flipped and then it almost looked like a copycat move from the rest of the books because they all flipped like, like pretty soon thereafter. And it almost looked like a Oh, that influential book just moved. So people must know something, or and all, you know. And then, then I think everyone made this like giant adjustment based off of just what they saw, as opposed to the actual action. That's just my assumption here, because you don't normally see it just flash across the screen like at one place, and then it waited like ninety seconds, and then everybody else like flipped, you know, real quickly after that. So I don't know. That's just my my guess, but I don't. Uh, I don't really know here, but we'll, uh, we'll we'll get into a little bit more into this. Maybe some stuff will trickle through over the next 15 minutes before we get out of here. But I do want to talk to you about the World Series. Obviously, we get our first pitch tomorrow, 8.03 Eastern time. Aaron Nola announced as the starter for the Phillies. Justin Verlander announced as the starter 
for the Astros. The total sitting at six and a half, and a half. Money line plus one forty for the Phillies if you want to play them. Minus one sixty five for the Astros if you want to go that direction. And on the run line. Plus a run and a half on the Phillies is minus 155, minus a run and a half on the Astros, plus 135. So we get the official listings here of the pitchers, Adam, and the Phillies decide to go with Nola over Wheeler. Um, I know there's probably some – if if Nola if Nola goes out and dominates, then everyone's going to say, oh, look, the way, genius decision. If he happens to – by the way, against the best team in all of baseball, if he happens to give up a few runs, everyone's like, what are you doing? You should have started Wheeler. So we already know exactly what talk, uh, what talk radio will be like on Saturday and Sunday and Monday. Yeah, pretty much. And and look, I mean, I'm a little bit surprised, honestly, that they're sending Aaron Nola in game one, especially after using mm-hmm. Wheeler in game one for their previous two series. Uh, Verlander, obviously not a surprise whatsoever for the Astros. I'll be curious to see if the roof is open tomorrow night for, at Minute Maid Park. I imagine mm-hmm. it probably will be, given that it's usually based on the temperature and things are kind of cooling off, obviously, now that we're into late October. So kind of looking to see how that sort of plays out. But my initial thought here, and I will have a big write-up, and I'll probably do this this evening, uh, post it over at vston.com. My initial thought is the over in game mm-hmm. one here. Over six and a half. Uh, it is pretty heavily juiced out there in the market, minus 120, minus 125. Maybe an over for the first five. Um, but, look, you've got two guys in Verlander and Nola here that can give up the long ball. And when you look at the postseason scoring environment, I think it's 46 or 47% of the runs here so far have scored via the home run. So that is something that both of these guys can be susceptible to giving up. Nola specifically the third time through the order. But then from a full game standpoint, the relievers haven't pitched in five days. Mm -hmm. You know, those are guys, they're pitching high stress, high leverage innings in the playoffs. Then they sit around and basically do nothing for five days. So maybe those guys kind of get a little bit rusty. They're shaking off some things early on when they make appearances in this series. So kind of looking towards the over six and a half in this one. We are looking at... Five and a half for a strikeout prop on both of these guys. And nobody has a position on Nola. That's still sitting 110 each way. Verlander, though, minus 160 on the over as we sit right now. Uh, We know, look, there's a lot of strikeouts in that Phillies lineup. There's no doubt about it. Schwarber either hits a home run or strikes out. So, like, he's a two-outcome guy, basically. So, you've got a couple, at least with him, in there that you can kind of chalk up if you can make it twice through the lineup for Verlander. Um I think, though, at this point, with the juice having run all the way to 160, it's it's unplayable. You almost got to wait until this thing moves to six or six and a half or something like that, and then maybe take a position. I can't, I can't imagine laying 160 on a five and a half where, you know, again, it's still baseball, right? I mean, like he could just not have it and then and then get pulled, you know, in the third inning or something like right. that. Right. And so far in the postseason here, the Astros, their strikeout percentage, 21.4%, which is higher than the regular season mm-hmm. for them but still the best of the teams in the playoffs, which is not particularly surprising. Uh, the Phillies, they've struck out in 24% of their plate appearances, which is actually pretty good mm-hmm. uh, in terms of the postseason environment. But the Astros pitchers as a whole have struck out almost 32% of the batters that they've faced in the postseason. They're one of the absolute smartest teams in all of professional sports, but specifically from an advanced scouting standpoint. They always know how to attack opposing hitters. That's why they're just so good. I mean, again, we talked about it last week on the show that their highest ERA for a pitcher that threw at least seven innings was 394. Everybody is average to above average to great on this pitching staff. So I would expect the Phillies to end up striking out a lot in this series. Astros put more balls in play. The Phillies defense is not particularly good. Houston wins this series. I think minus 180, minus 190 is worth playing. Uh, I'm not as confident in the four-game sweep or winning in five as I was in the round against the Yankees, but 
I would expect that, you know, Houston minus one and a half games, something like that, is probably a pretty good bet here. We're sitting here, outs recorded, basically has Verlander lined at six innings, 17 and a half outs recorded. So they're kind of getting right at that six innings for him, 16 and a half outs recorded for Nola. So, you know, decent starts projected for for both of these guys, and rightfully so. Look, I mean, they're 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 really talented. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, again, the thing that's really concerning for me about Aaron Nola is the third time through the order. It's mm-hmm. been a problem for him throughout his career. He was a little bit better at it this year, but he still gave up 10 home runs the third time through the order. Uh, if the Astros are getting base hits, as I expect them to yeah. throughout the course of this series, and they're able to turn the lineup over, that's going to make it tough for Aaron Nola to work deep in this game. They may have to be aggressive with the bullpen right away here in game one. The thing for Verlander is really the only way he gets dinged is if he gives up a homer. He does not mm-hmm. give up a lot of hits. He's a fly ball pitcher and a high strikeout pitcher. So he's a guy that gets a lot of outs on balls in play and then also gets a lot of strikeouts. So to me, I feel like, you know, over 17 and a half there for Verlander is probably not a bad look unless he's given up, you know, three, four home runs in this game, something like that. He should be able to work deep into the ball game. He tends to be very efficient. Ultimately, where do you think Aaron Judge ends up? Do you think he stays in New York? No. I don't think he stays in New York. I mean, they made him that offer prior to spring training. Obviously, he went nuclear this season and actually played a full year, which definitely helped him. But a lot of people seem to believe he either goes to the Giants or, or the Dodgers here. And and obviously, I mean, the Dodgers, they, they have cash to burn, as we found out. The Giants, I have seen as the favorite out there in the marketplace. And I, I think it's a really interesting decision for him because that's not a great hitter's park. Not a great it is hitter's a, park. There's not wouldn't be a ton of talent around you, like right. all that stuff, you know? Yeah, I mean, that would be a significant financial commitment mm. for the Giants that I don't know if they're willing to make. So I feel like the Dodgers make more sense. But I, I honestly do believe that the way he was treated in the playoffs by the fan base there in New York, I think that absolutely rubbed him the wrong way. I mean, he set you know the American League record for home runs out – pacing Roger Maris, of course, you know, was a very good Yankee in his own right. He was getting booed in the Cleveland series. He was getting booed in the Houston series after just a mammoth regular season. It seemed like kind of in his, his exit interviews and all that, it felt like he took that a little bit personal. So I think we ultimately see him end up leaving New York here. Um, I just, I'm not entirely sure where he ends up coming through from Adam Schefter right now. Um, Fairly, maybe some decent, actionable information here. Uh, Cowboys added Micah Parsons and Sam Williams to their injury report today. Uh, Parsons with a shoulder issue, Williams with a knee injury. So, again, your your handicap of the Cowboys is pretty much, hey, this defense is awesome, and they're going to get a ton of pressure and make life hell for a quarterback. And now Micah, Williams, um, uh, Micah Parsons added to that uh, injury report. We'll see if anything further comes along with that. Final segment here on a Thursday when we come back. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah I, yeah because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard like you see him in the Olympics. Exactly. He's gonna guard, and then on I'm top of that, like that, see that, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to point game. I remember you came out from crying tears, <laughs> crying. Tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Basketball season has tipped off, and so do basketball promotions over at Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Bet Rivers, the place to go for the latest odds, lines, and unique promotions like our weekly same game parlays. Place three or more same game parlays each week to receive a free. $10 basketball free bet during October and November. Go to BetRivers.com. Download the BetRivers app today. It's a whole new game. Matt Brown, Adam Burke on the desk as Stormy gets on her plane, first class, private plane to uh, to Houston. She's got to go. She just walks wide onto the plane. You know, it's like doesn't even have to like go through security, go security or nothing, yeah. stuff like that. Just goes, yep. pulls up right to the plane, gets on, flying to Houston. Things like that. Uh, Big news of the day. Just a quick recap here. Jamar Chase, according to Adam Schefter, in multiple reports now, out four to six weeks with a hip injury. Um, Injured it a few weeks ago. It just never got better. And it's more of a rest thing, not a surgery thing for uh, Jamar Chase and the Cincinnati Bengals. And we were looking at the schedule, Adam, and, and really, if this was going to happen, I think, honestly, the decision to the schedule played a part in it. Because if you take a look at where they sit right now. Of course, it's Cleveland this week, Carolina next week, then a bye in 10, Pittsburgh in 11. So if you get the short end of that four to six weeks, you're getting Cleveland, Carolina, Pittsburgh with a bye week sandwiched in there. So if again, it, it could be bad. It could be it could be the full six weeks, and he won't be there for the Chiefs game, which obviously would be horrible for this squad. But if it is on the short end, this is about the best part of the schedule for this to happen for them. Yeah, and it's also not a bad thing. Week twelve against the Titans either. Yeah, you know that's that's not a bad matchup for the Bengals. So, yeah, I mean, like you said, you know, kind of kind of look to do it now. That makes some sense for sure. And for the game tonight, guys, um, 
this is just reports again, official injury reports 90 minutes before game time, but Julio Jones expected to play tonight for the Bucks, so they will get back at least one weapon on that offense. And then on the Ravens side of things, that grim injury report seems to be looking much better. Gus Edwards, Rashad Bateman, and Mark Andrews all expected to play tonight. That is per Adam Schefter, and of course, Adam Schefter knows everything. So if he says they're playing, Adam, they're playing. Yeah, and it makes me wonder, you know, do you, do you maybe kind of look at it over now? Yeah, where, where now you've got a lot more skill position talent mm-hmm. for the Ravens. And, and I mean, the Bucs can't keep being this bad, right, offensively? And th- th- that's almost exactly what I was thinking in this game is, listen, there has to be at least some positive regression. Like some. It may be, maybe not a ton. But there has to be at least some positive regression on the offensive side of the ball for them. And we already know that their secondary is completely uh, brutalized by injuries. And so I, I think an over, I understand people are going to scream, dude, it's a Thursday night primetime game. Overs can't happen. This should be sitting at 35, bro. I get it. But that's not like, that's not how to look at these games sometimes. I mean, like this is a, this is a secondary that has a bunch of backups for the bucks. If Peters and if, and um, if Peters and who am I thinking of the other, the other corner for the Ravens goes tonight, there's still, there's still dudes that have been missing games, missing practice time, all things like that. So they're not going at a hundred percent. So I think this does lend a little bit more towards an over and hopefully this Bucks coaching staff. And I've been burned a lot of times. The assumption of rational coaching does not always work, you know, in your favor, but they can't run the ball at all. Adam, they've been so completely inept at running the ball that you might like take an, a cue from Cincinnati over the last couple of weeks and say, Hey, you know what? They figured out they couldn't run the ball and just started throwing all over the place. And then wow, offensive success. So maybe the bucks decided to do the same. Well, and look, I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist, mm-hmm. but every Thursday night game that we've had, it seems like it's been awful, right? Yeah. It's just been downright terrible. Can we see little flag happy officiating crew tonight. Maybe some roughing the passers. <laughs> yeah, some PIs, some stuff PIs, like that. Some things you know, like I that. Mean, as much as we all want to watch twelve nine football, <laughs> you know, maybe we actually get a game where both teams get into the twenties here tonight. Uh, Adam, you were before we went to break. We were talking some baseball, and I, I think you said something that really was a, a good pro tip for us here in the second hour. Yeah, so look, I mean, obviously the World Series, the margin for error is remarkably thin. Mm. You know, in, in theory, you've got the two best teams playing at their absolute best levels right now. So to me, I think a lot of it comes down to just the little details, the mm. personnel things that take place, and the managerial decisions. So I think it's really important to handicap the managers when it comes to the World Series. And look, Rob Thompson is a phenomenal story. Rob Thompson also has 111 games under his belt in the regular season as a manager and 11 in the postseason. Mm-hmm. That's a lot less than Dusty Baker. And I know a lot of people have been skeptical of Baker, and I have been as well, but you know, he was in the World Series last year, had the playoff run in 2020. You know, he's had a lot of teams that have gone to the postseason. It's important to pull to be proactive and pull your pitcher as opposed to being reactive after he gives up home runs. We've seen Thompson have an issue with that for the Phillies here throughout the postseason. He's left Ranger Suarez out there too long. He's left Aaron Nola out there too long. I think Dusty's got a better feel for that. So I think it's really important to handicap the managers and their decision-making and how that could really impact the series. Let's take a look at some college football plays for you this week. Two that I know of. You like the favorite TCU at West Virginia. Yeah, so look, I will say this. This is an awful spot for TCU. Mm. It is beyond bad. They've played five very, very important games in a row, starting with their in-state rival SMU in a game where SMU's former head coach, Sonny Dykes, led the Horn Frogs 
to a victory. They played that game against Kansas. They played Oklahoma. They played a lot of really tough games. Last week, they came from behind against Kansas State. I get it. I understand. This is an early kickoff in Morgantown. Very tough place to play. But TCU is just way better. They're just far and away the better team here. They're third in the country in yards per play on offense, trailing only Tennessee and Ohio State. Virginia gives up over six. West Virginia, excuse me, gives up over six yards per play. I don't know how the Mountaineers get stops in this game. I really, truly don't. Their offense isn't that good, and this total is 69. So, to me, that implies that TCU is going to have a lot of success on offense. Mm-hmm. It's a bad spot, but I just think that TCU is way better. I have them an 11.5-point favorite in my power ratings, so this one's well below my number. You decided to take the points with Rutgers this week. Yeah, you know, uh, obviously you get rich quick betting on Rutgers <laughs> in college football. But look, What a fun sweat that'll be for oh, you. Oh, yeah. yeah. By the way, I, I like New Mexico State against UMass this week <laughs> if you want to talk about bad games. But look, in this game, you got a total of 41 here. So you've got a low-scoring expectation. Rutgers is getting a 14-point head start. They're a top-15 defense in terms of yards per play. Minnesota, it appears, will get Tanner Morgan back in this game. But they still go through the run and Ibrahim. That's what they want to do. I just don't see a lot of explosive play potential in this game. I get it. Rutgers' offense is abominable. It is an awful, awful group, specifically their quarterback room. But they can run the football a little bit to be dangerous. And also, I wrote a piece earlier this week over at vston.com about some statistical regression outliers, basically. Mm -hmm. Extremes on both sides. So Minnesota is number one in the country in third down conversion rate on offense, number three in the country in third down defense. I expect a lot of regression to the mean in both of those areas for them. So I think Rutgers is is the side I like here getting a 14-point head start. We go from Minnesota on the college ranks to Minnesota over in the NFL. And you and I are on the same bet here. I also took the Vikings three and a half point favorites against the Cardinals. This Cardinals defense is still not good. And I understand, look, are they going to be better with DeAndre Hopkins on the field? Absolutely. They're going to be better with DeAndre Hopkins on the field. There is at least some chemistry between Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins. So, of course, they're going to be better. Of course, they're going to look better. Of course, he was getting peppered with targets. If you were watching last week, that's why I was screaming from a mountaintop to play the over on his receptions last week because he was going to get double-digit targets in that game instantly because they had nobody else. A.J. AJ Green is dust. Rashad uh, uh, Randall, uh, uh, Moore is Rondell Moore is not a guy that has really broken out yet. They haven't really found a role for him. And not only that not looking up for him is because he was actually losing snaps in the slot because they were moving DeAndre Hopkins into the slot to try to create more favorable matchups for him. And then Moore's on the, over on the sideline, right? So, I mean, like, this guy's actually losing snaps to DeAndre Hopkins coming back in. So, yes, they were going to be more efficient with him out there. That being said, their defense is still very bad against the pass. This Vikings team coming off of a bye, I truly believe, I still believe in this Vikings team. I think that they're going to win a bunch of games very ugly. And I think you're going to have tickets in your account where you're sweating this thing down to the final three minutes in a lot of different games, but I think you come out happier more times than not. Um, What did you see in this one that got you on the three and a half? Well, obviously, look, I mean, I know that the Saints were trailing throughout last Thursday's game, but they still racked up almost 500 yards of offense. And honestly, they had, what, I think they had 215 yards of offense on their first three drives. You know, Dalton had the two pick sixes right before halftime. Yeah. That completely changed the complexion of the game as mm-hmm. as it should. But as, to your point, I agree. This Arizona defense is not good. And I actually watched uh, the first two and a half quarters or so with our own Mike Pritchard last week on Thursday Night Football. And Marshawn Lattimore's out. Bradley Roby had gone out. And Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury were not on the same page at all. Yeah. Just bad decisions, bad throws, bad play calling, all the above. 
Uh, so I'm watching this with Pritch, and I can't repeat most of the things that he said, <laughs> but the Cardinals are just not a well-coached football team. I think the Vikings are. They're coming off of a bye. They're, they should be healthier, obviously. Give me Minnesota in this game. I went ahead and pulled the trigger on the same bet that, that Stormy had in her account once that injury, well, once the news came through from Adam Schefter. I went ahead and played the Ravens in the first half uh, in this one. Listen, they've been getting out of these leads. If we think that they continue with this whole blowing leads thing, well, I don't have to worry about that if they get home in the first half. But with Andrews and Bateman and Edwards and all them out there, I think they're probably just a better team than this Buck squad is tonight. So I'm going to go ahead and play that. Rashad White over on the rush yards, played at your own risk. And uh, Rashad Bateman now with Andrews in, play that at your own risk as well. Thanks, Adam Burke, for stepping in. Stick around. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.